What's up, y'all? It's your host, Alex, and welcome to the seventh episode of Something Challenge Related. What am I doing in the house with these people? It's time to just bring the Barbie Beast back. Killer Cam is out now. I'm ready. Our listenership is, I don't know if that's right, is slowly growing, so please keep spreading the word. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter or Instagram at ChallengePotty. And remember, it's potty as in podcast, not potty as in the boys' performance in the aerial takedown challenge. I got feedback from a listener to slow things down a notch this time, so I'm going to try my best. I'm a bit of a motor mouth, as y'all probably know, so bear with me. Today, we're going to be breaking down episode 7 of Double Agents, Die Another J. That name really smacks us right in the face, doesn't it? I'm going to cover everything from... I'm going to cover Leroy slowly plotting Jay's death, the men's horrid performance in the daily, and the drama that caused Papa TJ to give them all a warning to stop being dumbasses. A reminder, there will be hella spoilers ahead, and with that, diving right in. This season, I feel backstabbed by Jay, I feel backstabbed by Fessy, and it's me by myself. You could call these people your friends, right? But until you put a million dollars on the line, and you put them in this house, in this game, you don't know how they'll react. The episode opens up with Jay and Teresa beginning to face the repercussions of their actions in the crater. From lying to Corey to blindsiding Cam and Kyle, this is what we call messy boys and girls. Corey, Leroy, and Kyle are eviscerating Jay when Teresa comes over and tries to take some of the heat. Leroy's like, bet, and then proceeds to immediately return to braiding Jay, almost ignoring Teresa. He wants it to be known that his trust is broken and that Jay and Teresa need to watch their backs. I feel mixed here. I talked about this last episode, but I don't agree with Jay and Teresa's decision to not tell anyone. I think it's smart to hedge your bets, tell the side you think is going to win you're throwing them in, and why, even if it has to be some bullshit reason. And then at least you're only really pissing off the person you're blindsiding. I mean, I'm sure I wouldn't feel enthralled if someone came to me and was like, I'm throwing you into elimination, but that's better than getting there, and then they're like, oh, have fun. And if I were Jay Risa, I'd want to piss off Corey, because everyone and their goddamn mother has been betraying him this season, so at least you'd be lower on the list. <laughs> I think it's hilarious that everyone decided just to take a steamy dump on Corey this season. I love him, I hope he bounces back. We then get a sly conversation between Teresa and CT about teeing up their next move. And to make it abundantly clear, because this will matter later in the episode, while Teresa did toss Darrell's name out first, CT certainly agreed, recognizing how potent of a threat a competitor like Darrell is, particularly in a final. This whole he said, she said is making it feel way too much like The Bachelor, I don't know if y'all have ever watched The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, but I've only seen like the most recent two or three seasons, and there was always a plot where one suitor or suitress, you know, told The Bachelor or Bachelorette, like, oh, Amy thinks I'm a bitch, and then Amy goes, Susan thinks I'm a bitch, and The Bachelor's like, I don't know who to believe. It's my least favorite plot line ever. The first time I was like, oh, this is drama, and then it happened four times in a row. I was like, oh my god, this is getting truly ridiculous. <laughs> so... I'm going to need everyone to dial it down here. It's 2021, Chase was eliminated first on War of the Worlds. Let's just all remember where we are right now. Our last scene is a heart-to-heart -heart between Fessy and Corey, circling back to the 300 people who have decided to betray Corey this season. Fessy confides that he isn't arrogant, he's just shy. Which, look, I get it, and I fuck with that. You're more introverted. I can't imagine trying to navigate the social and political structures of a game like The Challenge as someone who is truly an introvert. That must be very overwhelming. But what you aren't going to do is flagrantly betray someone and backpedal by being like, oh no, I'm just really shy. <laughs> what, are you too shy to tell Corey that you were going to throw yourself into elimination to take out his best friend? Anywho, 
Things are starting to heat up as we shimmy on over to the challenge. The guys suck. Honestly, like today the guys have really let me down. I think they've let down men, the whole population of men in general, because they didn't try. They didn't try at all today. Today's challenge is called Aerial Takedown. In heats of five, players are going to be hanging from a giant cargo net, being dragged by a helicopter over a lake filled with freezing water. Their goal is to knock all the other players off the net into the depths of hypothermia before the helicopter... I don't know how I was about to pronounce helicopter. Before the helicopter finishes its course and they time out. Corey won't be competing as this week's rogue agent and is subsequently immune from this week's elimination. Our first women's heat is Casey, Cam, Nani, Big T, and Anissa. They are cracking me up, y'all. They all know they're chill with one another, but also know this is a challenge and they're trying to win. So they start to wrestle. Looks like they're having the time of their lives. They're giggling. I mean, this is what I live for on the challenge. So Anissa is quickly kicked off by Nani, <laughs> followed by Big T, who seemingly lets go. And Casey decides that this is the perfect opportunity to attack Cam and to prove why she is the queen of women's football. She is ultimately successful, getting Cam off, and that leaves Nani, who is like, oh, fuck. <laughs> She puts up a fight, but Casey ultimately clocks her, and Nani is flung into the water below, leaving Casey as the winner of the first women's heat. The first men's heat is Kyle, Nam, Fessy, Devin, and Darrell. And this is just pathetic. And y'all definitely remember, because it was truly just so shocking. The men just clung there. Everyone was afraid to make the first move or assumed they weren't going to win, so they literally just clung there, like wombats. The only one I slightly give a pass is Darrell, because we all know he does not fuck with heights, and I think he was genuinely more like, if I move, I am going to die. But even that is a slight pass. I am disappointed in all of them, and let's just leave it at that. Before the next heat, Teresa is like, alright, I'm figgity fucked, and tries to get the Ambers, Gabby, and Lolo to throw the challenge to give her a clearer shot at winning. So we're dangling from the helicopter now, full James Bond style, and Amber M, Gabby, and Lolo all compete, but you can tell they're holding back, one by one, they just kind of release, and that leaves Amber B and Teresa. Y'all, I heard a lot of positive things about Amber B going into this season, but had wanted to wait to form my own opinion, and I fucking love her. She is not going to roll over and let Teresa win this challenge, both because she came here to compete, but also because she's heard whisperings around the house that Darrell is being targeted, and she is going to protect her partner. Amber B proves why she deserves to be here, and why she is a true competitor. She wrestles Teresa like no other, but ultimately loses, and that gives Teresa the second women's heat. For the second men's heat, it's CT, Mechie, Josh, Jay, and Leroy. Almost immediately, Jay and Leroy are at each other's throats, knowing that they're in the competition for that top spot and are actually competitors and want to compete. No shade. Mechie then falls, jumps, that was unclear. But neither Jay nor Leroy gets the upper hand, and they, alongside CT and Josh, who were just lifeless bags of garbage, are all disqualified. TJ, in classic kill-a-TJ fashion, rips these boys a new one, congratulating the women on their badass performance, Jay and Leroy on their fierce competition, but then absolutely berating the men. They get this one-in-a-lifetime chance to compete on a show like this? I mean, I would kill to dangle from a helicopter and go full roundhouse kick on some of these hoes. So, to not try is just so disheartening. TJ reminds them he makes the rules and to keep that in mind. So when it comes down to the winner, it boils down to one second between Casey, on behalf of her and Leroy, and Teresa on behalf of her and Jay. Ultimately, Casey pulls this one off by one second. Another shout out to our girl Amber B. This is officially an Amber B. Stan podcast. And her and Leroy are this week's double agents. Shifting into the next segment, partying and politics. What happened today? You were going to tell me. Teresa is mad at me for not losing a purpose. 
I'm sure you have to protect your partner, but so do I. Exactly. I have to protect my partner at the end of the day. I have to protect myself. I never saw that side of Teresa. Yeah. And that's what bothered me. After a comforting scene of Nani consoling Amber B, y'all know I love some Nani, so I fuck with that friendship heavy, we move into the Club Penguin Disco Igloo for what is to become quite the night. The word has spread that Teresa wanted the girls to throw the competition and was going to use her power to target Darrell. While I do think Teresa was genuinely just trying to win to protect Jay, which is very sweet, y'all, come on. Homegirl makes power moves. No shot she wouldn't have teed something up against Darrell if she had gotten the double agent position. But anyways, that leads to a very awkward conversation between her and Darrell. I'm just glad he got some more screen time from this TBH, as well as a fight with Amber B. Teresa is stirring the pot, and low-key, I kind of live for this drama. Then we transition into some slightly more annoying drama. I feel like a lot of the drama this season has been the men arguing over who has a bigger penis. Devin decides to tell Fessy he wanted him to lose today's challenge, for some reason. And Kyle jumps in on that action. Josh begins to back Fessy up, despite being very mad at him, as recent as two episodes ago. And that sets the stage for our Walmart brand WWE tag team fight. This episode is not sponsored by WWE. <laughs> There's lots of yelling about the Big Brother players being shady and acting unlikable, true. And Devin being a layup and unable to compete against Fessy, also true. This yelling cartwheels on over to the main house, and things have escalated. Devin's attempt at being a little prick was successful, and Fessy was almost screaming at this point about how they're all scared to compete against him, which is honestly fair. I would be hella scared to compete against Fessy too, unless the elimination was like taking a lie detector test or something. <laughs> Zooming out, I actually am a little bit more on Josh and Fessy's side here. I have my issues with both of them if we're looking at the long game, but they were certainly not the instigators. I love Kyle, and Devin has been warming up to me, but they were being so annoying in this fight, they, could, they were very obviously trying to get under their skin, which I get as a strategy, but what was he trying to accomplish? Getting the attention off Jay? Are they friends? This culminates in Josh shoving Devin, and y'all, the fact he wasn't DQ'd, Melissa and Kayla were DQ'd in Final Reckoning for almost that exact same level of violence. So it's the next morning, and Casey is sincerely regretting her choice in allies. We also see Amber B clearing the air with Jay Risa, and things seem to be going smoothly. Next up, we have deliberation and voting. CT, just as sneaky as Teresa. But one of you is lying, and one of you is not. And CT has a very clever way of making it never about him. So this deliberation is spicy. Teresa has kind of come to the realization the only person who could have been spreading around the get Darrell out rumor is CT, given their conversation earlier in the episode. CT vehemently denies it. And I said it before, and I'll say it again, CT is playing a scared game this season. His playing style used to be so brash, and he took pride in his ability to compete and really play the game. But since War of the Worlds 2, he's just been super wishy-washy and hiding behind some questionable politics. I stand with Miss Teresa on this one. We then have our classic voting montage, which I eat up every damn time. <laughs> and the most notable divergence is the Big Brother Alliance locking the target on Gabby and Devin, while the rest of the house seems to be eyeing Teresa and Jay. Casey and Leroy come in to get the scoop, and to no one's surprise, Jay and Teresa are voted in. The most surprising vote to me is CT. I recognize their conflict at deliberation, but he really rode with Teresa against Ashley and Corey in a decision that only came down to a handful of votes. CT's carried a lot of weight, so now to distance himself from it shows the kind of gameplay I haven't been fucking with. Another surprising vote is Anissa. I'm guessing she feels betrayed after Teresa withheld the fact she knew about the plan to pit her against Tori, but still, wild. It's also surprising to me that Nani didn't vote against Teresa. That's a big opponent of hers, and I guess she was supporting Josh in going for Gabby and Devin, but I don't know, that was surprising to me. I guess none of her circle was really at risk, but that certainly speaks a little bit more to her political position right now. After the votes, we see two plots unfold. The first is Lolo letting Nam know that there's definitely a chance he's going down tonight. 
He's a rookie and kind of on the outs with the major alliances forming. Nam seems taken off guard by this, but I mean, look at the guy. He's a beast. I would want him out too. Although I could never hurt his feelings in the process. I would be emotionally devastated. He also is realizing he may need to go against Jay, which would be another battle of the besties. The other plot is Leroy toying around with going in. He confides in Cam that it is in fact Jay and Teresa, and while she's nervous, she supports him 100%, which is darn cute. During these conversations, the green lights flash, and we head into the crater. Um, TJ, there's two people in this game who are responsible for my girlfriend Cam getting a skull, so it's only fair that they be responsible for me getting my skull tonight, too. Let's go. Come down there. Come, babe. All right. Come on, Nate. So we kick off the crater with a twist. TJ announces he's nullifying the votes of everyone who gave up in the daily challenge. Basically all the men except for Jay, Corey, and Leroy. It's hilarious to me how there just don't seem to be any rules this season. <laughs> we see a lot of shock, but the outcome is the same. Jay and Teresa are compromised. Then, after an epic speech from Leroy, he is the first double agent of the season to step into the arena himself to earn a gold skull. Mad respect. And y'all, I know Miss Casey is controversial for basically oscillating between a houseplant and an adulterer, but I actually fuck with her, and I appreciate how she's willing to put her own game on blast for Leroy. We know it was probably going to be a men's elimination, given that Corey's the current rogue agent, but you never really know. Anytime you go down, there's a risk. So to really back Leroy like that is really speaks to her character. Teresa is no slouch. If it happened to be a woman's elimination, that'd be a big risk on Casey's end. So I think that shows a lot of loyalty and heart that she was willing to go stand with him down there. It did end up being an immense elimination, and that puts Jay against Leroy in the second version of Operation Fire Escape, the challenge that sent Ashley home for the first time against rookie Natalie. We do learn this course is twice as long with three times the obstacles. As a refresher, players are hung upside down from a bar with their hands and ankles tied together. Their goal is to shimmy down the track toward the end, then in reverse, back to the start. There are also ridges above the bar that will be difficult to get over. This is actually an elimination Libra has done in Battle of the X's 2, partnered with Naya against Nani and Banana, and he is just a beast at this. I mean, he blew them out of the water. And Libra competes, there's no doubt about that. Despite this, Jay is no slouch, having two solid elimination wins under his belt against Asaf in CT in Total Madness. On top of that, he's a rock climber, and this sort of combination of grip strength in strange angles could really work in Jay's favor. And while it was a tight match, I mean Leroy smashed this one and earned the fourth gold skull for the men. That means there's only one left, so that's wild. <laughs> the others belong to Kyle, Devin, and Fessy, which means Devin is going to be in a tough spot because people are going to see him as an easy win. For the women, it's just Anissa and Cam with their skulls, so still lots of room there. The episode ends with the partner swap, and Leroy decides to stay with Casey despite preferring to be with Cam. That did surprise me a little. I guess they don't want a target on their backs, but the odds of them switching to each other is much slimmer now, given they both have a gold skull. An interesting tactic, but knowing Cam as the genius she is, I can only imagine we're going to see the benefit down the line. So that leaves Corey and Teresa as a new pairing, and Teresa is rightfully nervous because Corey has been trucking through partners left and right this season. As we look forward, I think Teresa getting Corey as a partner is kind of a blessing for her. Corey has a lot of solid relationships in the house, despite all the many blindsides, and that may take some of the heat off of her aggressive political gameplay. I guess we just need to hope for her that she doesn't fall victim to the curse of Corey's partners. I also think Cam and Leroy both having a skull is going to be interesting. They have both been driving strategic gameplay this season, and I wonder if they're going to try and fade into the background, or fight to get their allies like Nani and Casey a skull as well. With only one skull left for the men, it's going to be interesting to see how Nam, CT, Darrell, Josh, Mechie, and Corey approach this. I'm also curious what the rules are actually going to be when all five are claimed. I assume to get a skull, you just have to get it from someone who already has one, and that could definitely create an interesting dynamic where people with skulls are trying to protect each other and throw those without skulls into elimination against one another, but we'll have to see what kind of sadistic nonsense TJ has brewing right now. 
Moving into the award ceremony. For those new to the show, I give four awards each episode, worst moment, best moment, quote from the GOAT, and player of the episode. Diving right in, the worst moment was obviously the men's performance in the aerial takedown challenge. Y'all know my favorite thing about the challenge is having them compete. To see an epic challenge like this wasted on a bunch of boys hanging off the helicopter like lived noodles, TJ said it best when he said they fucking sucked. The best moment was Leroy getting his gold skull. I need this to be Lee's season. I've been a fan of him since his rookie season on Rivals, and he's been dealt a really bad hand. I mean, having to leave Rivals 3 due to his issues with his back, and with Avery as a partner, who, that's a strong partnership right there, to getting DQ'd from Bloodlines because of his cousin Candace's injury, this is his season, and I'm trying to materialize that. The best quote goes to our girl Amber B when she said, I did not come here to throw challenges. I came here to compete. I was like, yes, Amber, that is exactly what we're looking for in a rookie. That speaks to the heart and soul of the challenge as a show. And I just needed a little bit of a reminder this season of the people who are really here to enjoy themselves, to win, to create these crazy experiences, and kudos to Amber B. The player of the episode was Leroy. The most impressed I was with Leroy this episode was him throwing himself into elimination. I said it before, but Jay is no slouch, and that's a big risk on your final season to toss yourself in against someone who wronged you. If you win, it's a great story. If you lose, what a horrible way to end your challenge career. I'm just so proud of his game this season. Two daily wins, a fantastic elimination showing, a dominating political performance, excellent work. Honorable mention goes to Amber B. She really shined this episode, was second in line for me, easy at, for player of the episode. Her heart in the challenge, protectiveness over Darrell, and holding her own in, against an intimidating vet Teresa. I am so excited to see her continue to grow in this game. And the second honorable mention goes to TJ. <laughs> when he nullified the men's votes, y'all, I literally gasped. <laughs> he always keeps us on our toes, and I just love him. BMX bike and all. To close this out, we only have four skulls up for grabs, so people are going to start getting antsy. I am so excited to see where this goes. I love y'all, and as always, take care of yourself. Hopefully we'll see you in the future, all right?